Welcome to another episode of Latinos Who Thrive. I'm your host, Victor Escalante. Happy New Year. Today's episode is short and sweet, and it has to do with a call that I got from a longtime client, Jerry. Not his real name, by the way, to preserve his privacy. I hope that you get a lot from this uh, episode because I think some of you will relate to this. This is the presenting problem. He says, I've lost my motivation for my job. I've been working 14 to 16 hour days and I'm not sure what to do. My three year contract is up for renewal and I'm not sure if I should renew or leave to teach and do some light corporate consulting or help my wife with her business. Since I know the history of this client, the elements at play were very similar to the famous music producer David Foster, now showing on Netflix, which is a show that I highly recommend about this top performing music producer and his journey to produce some best-selling uh, artists and best-selling CDs. So I gave my client uh, the homework to watch the movie and then to talk through some of the conundrum that he was going through. In my experience, Jerry was facing an existential crisis. He's a Gen Xer who is now considered old in the marketplace. One of the best friends had just died recently, so on top of that, he's faced with his own mortality, wondering how many more years he has to live. After watching the movie, we distilled the elements. Obsessive work history of David Foster to produce best-selling albums. Jerry started his obsession to work hard as a teenager playing football, trying to win games and trying to win the praise of a mom whom he could never please. She was very critical of him. She was a military wife trying to raise four boys on her own, and so this presented problems of her own as she's trying to raise a family. He identified how he had worked very hard to prove himself with his company to re-engineer and to drive up sales. Since he had been able to accomplish this, he was given a promotion and a small raise. By Jeff's criteria, he should have received a 15% increase instead of a 7% raise. But there is more to the story. The company had not acted on all of his plan to restructure and re-engineer the company, and he was feeling an emotional temper tantrum in his late 50s. Since I had put Jerry through a positive intelligence training program, he identified how his inner saboteurs were now catastrophizing the work conditions. We all have them. We have 10 saboteurs, and I will put the, in the show notes a link to where you can take the test to identify what yours are. His perfectionistic saboteur was just tormenting him about how he was not appreciated. And friends, if your saboteurs are giving you this kind of talk, it's all lies. After a lengthy one-hour session, Jerry realized he had good earning, mid-six figures, and lots of perks. So he started to stretch his timeline to move on to about five years because he still figured that he had five good earning years left in him. He also began to explore the possibility of becoming an adjunct college or university professor to look at what the earning perks are and what are the benefits that go along with it. I know that right now STEM field faculty are in big demand due to the interviewing of Lone Star College presidents. Takeaways. The start of the year are generally anniversary months to make big changes. Some are warranted, especially in relationships that are toxic, 
your health, or career situations. To make the best decisions, you must take a 360-degree perspective. Here are four questions you must ask yourself. What happens if I get what I want? This gives you clarity to look at exactly what is the secondary gain that you're after. If you want to make more money, what will making more money do for you? What is that? Is that going to give you greater choices? Is that going to give you peace of mind? Consider what happens if you get what you want. The flip side of that question is what happens if I don't get what I want? What are you willing to do or what are you not willing to do if you don't get what you want? Consider what happens if I don't get what I want. The next question is, what does not happen if I get what I want? Even though this question sounds similar to the previous one, it's not. So an example, what happens, excuse me, what does not happen if I get what I want? So in the case of Jerry, what does not happen if he gets the 15% increase that he had his uh, heart set on? What does not happen is that he doesn't consider other options that maybe he should be considering. So again, everything has a plus and a minus, an upside and a downside, and you must consider what does not happen if I get what I want, because that will create a particular path for your life's course. And finally, this one is a mind torque. What does not happen if I don't get what I want? I'll say it again. What does not happen if I don't get what I want. So in Jerry's case, using the same example, what does not happen if he doesn't get what he wants is he is forced now to make other options. What does not happen is that everything is now on the table and he uh, staying is no longer a choice. Staying with the same company is now relative to uh, looking and exploring all other options. All other options are now on the table. It's like, that's the deal breaker. Realizing that, that uh, it's time to consider the best option moving forward. Happy New Year, my friends. I hope you're crushing it. And if you need help with your strategy for 2024, drop me an email that you can find in the show notes. Be sure to sign up for our upcoming public speaking mastery course that we will be starting next month. Uh, and we are now registering for that. Follow my other podcast that I recently started, uh, the Escal- Escalate Report, that I do with my business partner, Vicky Cruz, where we give you practical advice on how to grow your company. That's going to do it for today, my friends. So until next time, go out and thrive. So long.